millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Sunday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talks Sport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And in case you're wondering, I'll be back on Drive Time on Tuesday alongside Darren Bent from 4 p.m. Anyway, we begin today's podcast by recapping an action-packed game day, starting with yet another Man City masterclass as the champions made light work of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Attack versus defence is a familiar exercise. Today, we might just see it play out in the Premier League. The league's best defence against the league's best attack. Particularly early, deny, deny, prevent City from breaking the deadlock. A back heel from Foden, down the right. Oh. Ball in towards the near post, and it may be Jack Grealish who's got there first. Ahead of Haaland, across from De Bruyne. And it's taken less than a minute for Manchester City to strike. Cancelo finds Grealish, who finds Silver, and then Haaland is on a run. He's got three Wolves players around him, not that that bothers him. Gets it onto his right foot, strikes down low, and in. The best attacker in the world right now. It's a magnificent seven in a row. This guy probably right now is the hottest property anywhere in the world. Uh, There's a little bit of a mistake, it's a red card. Collins. His right foot went high up into the air and into the chest of Jack Grealish. That is deemed a serious foul play. Uh, De Bruyne into Foden. A little tuck round the corner and in. Brilliant goal from Foden. Back to the top of the Premier League. It's finished at Molyneux. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. Manchester City three. Good day out for City. Routine day out for them. Mm. You know, the players rarely had to break sweat, really. Um, and it was a very comfortable afternoon for them. Well, for now at least, you're back on top of the Premier League. What did you make of today's performance? Well, we're going to wait at the end of the of the fixture to see if we're top or not. Not important, we are there close and uh, Champions League six points. Except the game Aston Villa that uh, I had the feeling we dropped two points, the rest was fair. And uh, yeah, we start uh, well, scoring a goal. And after the second, a little bit later, and the red car, and after the first 50, 20 minutes, second half was really, really not good because the opening was really well and we didn't play, we could not control them. After the field scored the third goal, the game was over. Yeah, what did you make of Jack Grealish's performance? Because there was a lot of talk about him in the week. It took him just 55 seconds to open his account for the season. What would you make of his overall contribution? But the overall contribution is uh, because today is quite similar. He played the last games, but today he scored. And like he scored, now he's good. And the score is bad. So, But he played quite similar to the play against, uh, against for example, uh, Befawe. Like he was incredible aggressive in the final third. And uh, yeah, he played really good. Well, Bruno, disappointing result in the end, uh, but you were already 2 0 down by the time that Nathan Collins was sent off. What was your view of that red card? Uh, he tried to play the bomb, but he take 
it was a, a bad tackle, so it's a red card. But even yesterday I saw a bad tackle in another Premier League, Premier League game and nothing happened. But in this situation we cannot say nothing. It's to, to accept and continue to play. Out to Newcastle where Eddie Howe's Magpies welcomed AFC Bournemouth, or Bournemouth as everyone else calls them, to St James's Park. Samura first time ball, Billing! He's touched it in at the near post and Bournemouth lead at St James's Park. And the Bournemouth fans way, way up in the top tier of the Leeses end. Go Berserk and Philip Billing 2-2 two two, puts Bournemouth into an unlikely lead at St James's Park. Potential handball. Mora just looks as if he tries to lean his shoulder in initially, but then the arm comes away from the thigh and it hits the arm. Whether it hits his thigh first, I'm not quite sure because it's quite sharp when you see it on the replay. Well, he's had a look a penalty. and he points to the penalty spot and Newcastle have a chance to equalise courtesy of a handball inside the area. Isak against Neto, right foot effort, scores! It's 1-1. The handball has been punished by Alexander Isak who whips the crowd up. Didn't take them long to get back level, but the VAR intervention awards the penalty, smashed home by Isak, and it's Newcastle 1, Bournemouth 1. There goes the final whistle, and Newcastle are booed off. You can hear the, the voices of discontent around St James's Park. They still haven't won here since the opening day of the season. They're playing in front of their home supporters. They always want to come away from here with the three points and they want to win. There's no doubt about that. But did they do enough to win the match today? I don't personally think that they did. Yeah, you can talk about possession all day long. I don't mm. know what the stats are at the end of the game, but did they do enough in that final third? Was there enough quality? We talked about Isak at half-time, but yes, he got his goal from the penalty spot. But other than that, I'm kind of thinking of what else he really did in the game because it, it kind of passed him by today, which was unfortunate. I'm disappointed with the performance today. I thought we were away from our best levels. I felt um, they made it very difficult for us. They conceded ground. Um, the onus was on us to break them down. We played uh, in front of them too much. We didn't play with the, our normal intensity and zip that was, I think was just missing right from the off, in and out of possession. I don't think it was a lack of effort, but we, we just weren't connected and we weren't um, in tune with each other like we needed to be. So a disappointing, probably our most disappointing performance of the season, in my opinion. I mean, I have no qualms about him going to look. Um, I think it's a good idea. It's a tough decision to give live that, the, the nature of it. So I think VAR and going to look at it is is perfectly fine. I'm just re really surprised that they, they come to the conclusion they did. And that's, that's not a criticism, it's just my opinion. I think don't know what Jefferson Lerma's supposed to do. He's gone to block the shot with his body, turns his face away, and then his hand's obviously where his hand is. It's not it's not anywhere crazy. Um, so, yeah, I was really surprised that they, they come to that conclusion. So you wouldn't be screaming for it? If you, oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'll be screaming for it 100%, as, as Newcastle were. But I'm sure if it had hit one of their lads, they'd be disappointed with it as well. So, yeah, I think if I was the referee, I wouldn't have given it. But if, if it was one of the Newcastle boys, I'd have been shouting for it. And in Saturday's late game, Brendan Rodgers took his Leicester side to face Antonio Conte's Spurs. Tottenham 6, Leicester 2 at full time. A pulsating game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with Spurs picking up their seventh successive home league win. Their unbeaten run in the Premier League continues. Son Heung-min with a half an hour hat-trick stealing all of the headlines. It was Leicester who got off to the perfect start. Six minutes in, Tielemans converting a retaken penalty. Harry Kane's header got Spurs left. Level. 
just two minutes later, but before Eric Dyer's flick home from a corner, put Spurs ahead on 21 minutes. The Foxes fought back and equalised five minutes before the breakthrough, James Madison, but then Spurs turned on the style after the break. Rodrigo Bentancourt with a thunderous strike from the edge of the box just a minute into the half, and then what a story. Son Heung-min was benched for this game, having failed to score in his last eight. He came on on the hour mark, and my word, did he make a statement. On 73 minutes, he unleashed an unstoppable shot into the top right-hand corner to put Spurs in control, and then 10 minutes later, he added another, and it was another beauty, bending a beautiful shot into the top left-hand corner from the edge of the box, and then, to cap it all off, he fired it home inside the box via Danny Ward to cap off a stunning half-hour hat-trick. Joy and relief for the smiling South Korean. He's hugging the match ball and applauding the fans as he walks off the pitch. More joy for Spurs too. They move above Arsenal into second. The Gunnels will look to catch up against Brentford tomorrow live on TalkSport. Meanwhile, it was another thumping for Leicester City. Big, big questions for Brendan Rodgers. He's trudging down the tunnel. He's under immense pressure now. But it's all smiles for Son, Spurs and Antonio Conte. His side remain unbeaten. It's finished at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham 6, Leicester 2. Let's hear now from the fun boy Jason Cundy and Jamie O'Hara reacting to all of yesterday's action on the game day phone-in. Let's go back to Claire, the Newcastle fan. Today was a bit frustrating, I think. Isak, he's, he's got goals in him, that's obvious. But I think he's not a header of the ball, and I think playing the balls in the box all the time, which we seemed to do a lot of today, was not his game. He's a on-the-ball, on-the-pitch player, kind of running from about 18, 20 yards out and a one-on-one with the keeper. That's his kind of game, and I think that's where he's better suited. Do you know what? You have been lucky. The goal should have stood against Crystal Palace, or, or a penalty, whatever way you want to dress it. I'm not. You know? I'm not sure about Newcastle this season so far. Mm. I'm not convinced. Mm. You know, not mm. enough big results mm. from. They've, they've spent some money. They've got some top players in their team now. Yeah, they need I to mean, be pushing look, on. Well, Europe's got to be yeah, right, the look, aim. Right. Yeah. Right now, this is probably. I mean, Claire just said it. It's where they should be or where they deserve to be. Yeah, I, I understand that. Look at the teams that are above them: City, Arsenal, Spurs. Brighton, okay. You know, we'll see what happens after Potter leaves. Man United, the Fulham are the big surprise this so far this season. Chelsea, above Liverpool above them. Yeah. So all of the teams that I've just mentioned, you would expect, other than Fulham, other than Brighton, and also Brentford. Above, and Brentford. So so there's only so there should be about seventh, eight, six, seventh, something like that, eighth. Yeah. So you know they're not a million miles away. They're only one point off um, Liverpool right now. Oh, they played a game more. So. Yeah, look, we'll the, 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 the coming weeks, you know, going into this international break, they've got to get themselves higher up the table. Now to Mark Goldbridge and his take on all of yesterday's action. It was another thumping for Leicester City. Extremely shoddy defending from them. They remain rooted to the bottom of the table. It's their sixth successive defeat. I'm not daft as well, you know. It's, as you say, it's it's six defeats. And um, it's, it's not good reading. That, that's the reality. However, we're still fighting. We're still very much together. The thing about Leicester is it, it's the profile of players that you've got. Brendan Rodgers, when everything's going well at Leicester, he's the right manager for those players. They, they defend well. They counter-attack well. Um, it's not only who's available. It's who's who would like that job, what's available in the transfer market, and what you can do with those set of players, of which many of them are unsettled. There was four or five first-teamers who were looking for a move in the summer and told they couldn't have it. So, yeah, it is interesting. And sometimes it, it, you're better off sticking with what you've got. But I, I do think maybe one more game for Rodgers, and if it doesn't change, 
they're staring at the championship. Let, let, let's not lie. I think when you've got one point from 21, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. There has to be a change. Surely there has to be a change. It's not working out. I feel for him. I feel for Leicester fans. They didn't buy anybody in the summer, but it's only going one way at the moment. And I think it is at that point, really, looking at from an outsider, a change is what Leicester needs because one point from 21, I mean, that's that's not relegation form. That's, that's going down form. Now, the latest England squad is out and has caused quite a lot of criticism for Gareth Southgate, who has picked a number of players who've had poor starts to the season for their clubs. Tony Cascarino believes that the three Lions boss definitely has his favourites. One thing that Gareth will always have at the back of his mind is, and rightly so, is loyalty to certain players, mm-hmm. you know, that he feels have done well. I would put Mason Mount in that bracket. I mean, Mason's not had a great start for Chelsea this no. year. He had a good season last year, good, good amount of goals, could be a terrific player for Chelsea. It's not really got going this year. Obviously, Gerard Bowen, you've put yeah. into that bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, last season, terrific. And look, we're only seven games in, so there's room for improvement and getting back on track to where, where they, they need to be. Um, I would probably go Trent being in. Yes, I would have him in all day long, but part of the squad and will he play any part? Because Trent's such an effective player that, you know, he's had a really poor... If Gareth look at, is looking at him thinking, well, he plays like this for Liverpool, but can, most of the time that's OK. Mm. But it's not OK because of the way we play. Then Trent becomes a bigger problem for Gareth Southgate. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And sticking with the weekend sports breakfast show, Talk Sports Royal correspondent Rupert Bell joined the show to talk about ex-England captain David Beckham joining a 12-hour-long queue to pay his respects to the late Queen Elizabeth II. It's not, it's not for everyone, and that's quite clear. But you look at the demographics of the people going through. It is all walks of life. It is, yeah. And that's the point. And then you see David Beckham. OK, the media spotlight's going to be on him. But he, 
supposedly joined the line at two o'clock and was probably saying, well, I didn't expect it to be this long. <laughs> yes, but, yeah. You know, but fair play, he did it. And he, you know, quoted afterwards, I did it for my grandmother and grandfather, great royalists. And clearly he's had, you know, met them all because obviously that's the circle he moves yeah. in now. So I think, it, it, you know, there he was in his um, suit paying respect and, and fair play to him and, um, and others as well um, who have, well, not everybody, I mean, he's just like anybody else. Forget his iconic status, but actually he's just a British subject paying respect. Once we saw what happened in Scotland and the Royal Mile and that um, drive from Balmoral, almost you could see it sort of symbolically getting bigger and bigger, you know, the tractors, the ponies mm-hmm. lining up just mm-hmm. on those on the sort of roads through the highlands. And then they arrive at the Royal Mile and you think, OK... This is gonna. This is gonna get bigger and bigger. And because it's in the media age, when you think seventy years ago, the news cycle was a slow one. Yes, everyone was in mourning, but it was probably people didn't quite get to know about it quite as easily. Now people have sort of shared experience, and that's what I think we're finding in in London in the queue, suddenly people are meet, talking to strangers in the queue and becoming friends for life because they're being united by one thing, which is actually to go and play respect for the Queen. But then they suddenly sort of talk about everything else and you're, in, you're, you're stuck with somebody for um, <laughs> 24 hours yeah. or 7 to 13 hours, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and actually you can make friends for life. And, and But you're bonding over the yeah. same thing. And then you're going to have the ultimate shared experience of walking into the Westminster Hall, which is an extraordinary hall, and see that catafalque sitting there with the coffin, the, the crown jewels on it, you know, the, the imperial state crown, the orb and the scepter, the wreath of flowers, and then surrounded by the soldiers. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you have to do to get it. Until then... Thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.